This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two on the numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game, plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. From Bar Canada at the date, Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, this hour, Jason Weingarten from Under a Cloud of Smoke, talk Major League Baseball with us. Dean Sisson and Jake Bensequin from uh, Profit Exchange. Bensequin, that sounds, uh, sounds like my peeps. Um, we'll talk uh, betting exchanges in general and why betting exchanges might be a great, uh, a great thing, a great alternative for some uh, who like to bet. And I'm... Uh, I'm slow playing that because it is a great alternative for those to bet through those who have those in their uh, particular jurisdictions. By the way, we get tweets. I just want to read a couple of these before we get to Pritch because Mike Pritchard's about to join us. Uh, this is from Johnny Ringo. Uh, Zin Reed, best one since the Manscaped days. Followed by Trust the Glove. Damn, I don't smoke or dip, but your enthusiasm for the product created a magnificent marketing piece of desire. I was going to tell you off the air and I forgot. But what did I do it, with it, that? It was a pro. You, you did a professional job. Did a I? professional job. Yep. Huh. Logic 3227. Don't forget Amal Shaw favorite Zin flavor is citrus. I did not know that. As, as Mike Palm has told us many times, I did not know that. Jason H11. It would only take five grand in the location of Gilly's Sushi Place to get me in the club for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then Jay covers okay. 704. Gil, I have the Phillies 27 to 1 to win the World Series. What's the hedge? Jump a few units on the Brave Series or get cute and take the Braves to win the World Series? Uh, well, to win the World Series is not a hedge. But. Uh, yeah, to, I mean, to win the series would be the hedge, but I mean, are do you doubt it that much right now? I mean, you bet the Phillies for a reason, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, you're already, you're jumping ship based on that that comeback win, I guess, would be my sort of can't yet. pushback you, you on can't that. You can't do anything yeah. with that yet. Anyway, I understand. People like to hedge. People like to... Just trying to try and make yeah. money. We get yeah. a lot of questions about it. I get it. Everybody's trying yeah. to make money. That's what you're trying to do with this overall. But yeah, see, maybe just secure your outlay at this point so you don't have to lose anything would be my... Probably way to go about it, but I wouldn't jump ship at this point. Mike Pritchard joins us, ladies and gentlemen. He's VEASAN's own Mike Pritchard. Um, we're thrilled to have him at M.I. Pritchard on Twitter, a man who played the game. National champion of Colorado, first-round draft choice of the Atlanta Falcons. How you doing, Pritch? I'm doing great, Gil Kelly. You know, hedging is a real thing. Uh, I had a, had a three-team parlay uh, going into the San Francisco game, um, plus 944, because I, I had the Steelers on the money line. Uh, And so going into that, yeah, going into that game, it was like a real thing about hedging that ticket. Right. Uh, So I decided to get my money back, basically, if the Cowboys were going to show up and play. But 
uh, and then end game uh, if I needed to hedge it. So uh, it worked out to, that I needed, I didn't need to do that, but certainly that's a consideration, especially if you got a ticket like that. Pritch Gee. firing and hedging. Jeez, Pritch, we get it. You won some bets <laughs> last weekend in the I NFL. Know. Okay, jeez. <laughs> By the way, also, well, we I didn't do very well, Pritch. With the buff too. I cashed the overs with the buff, too. So it was, it was a good weekend, Kelly. Good, All right. good. good for you. Now, I understand yeah. you, you in your day. Back in your day, which, by the way, is back yeah. in all of our days. But back in your day, as they say, uh, there weren't NFL games in London. So there were not travel, you know, implications. But we just saw the Buffalo Bills show up in London on a Friday, and they, they looked jet-lagged for at least a quarter, if not a half, of that football game. We got one this week, and we were just talking about this off-air. So it's Baltimore, Tennessee, and we're just saying Baltimore is travel Baltimore traveled on Monday and Kelly you were saying off air Jim Harbaugh uh, John Harbaugh pardon yeah. me John Harbaugh has been planning this apparently ever since they ever since they went over there the last time like four years ago and got smacked around Harbaugh has been really really spent been sticking with him about what their travel plans were that that time around so this time they left basically as soon as they could yeah uh, Monday after the game and I just looked up Titans travels plan, travel plans. They are waiting till after practice on Thursday to fly over. Mm. Okay. So wow. knowing what you know about the routine of an NFL team weekly and just imagining you were in this spot. So here we are. Well, a lot of us are lamenting the fact that we didn't take the Jaguars because of it. Had we known the bills were showing up so late here, we are. Ravens are minus four against the Titans. Should we be pounding the Ravens? Like, is this, would you imagine this being that key of a handicapping point? You know what? I think it is. Um, I, I was filling in on Friday with uh, Lombardi, on Lombardi line with um, Femi and, and Mike Palm. And uh, we had Randy Mueller uh, on the program and Randy Mueller, former GM executive of the year. And uh, I asked him the question about the logistics of, of traveling and, and certainly playing overseas. And he says it's a process. You know, you break routine. Uh, and if anything that people need to know, betters need to know uh, is that we're a creature of habit in the National Football League. We are we are regimented. Right. We have curfew for Pete's sake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, it, it's like everything has to be structured. And if you break that, if you break that routine, if you break that regimen, I mean, that that throws you off a little bit. Uh, you know, you arrive at the stadium at a certain amount of time to get ready to get geared up. Uh, you get out to practice a certain amount of time to get geared up and and then, OK, let's throw in the travel. So when I played a preseason game, and I played two preseason games, one in Japan. Uh, the other one was in uh, Barcelona. Uh, now, the Barcelona one was a vacation. So uh, we weren't really worried about being in shape and being on time for anything. Uh, but the the one in Japan was a business trip. We were playing the San Francisco 49ers. It was Mike Shanahan's first year uh, as the head coach with the Broncos. And as soon as we got off the flight, we went straight to the practice facility and ran gassers. Uh, I mean, he ran us into the ground and, and certainly we had to acclimate, right? We had to acclimate not only to the time, but just the fact of jet lag and all that. And, and just also get your mind focused on the fact that, look, we were overseas and yes, it's preseason, but we, I got to get your focus. I got to capture that focus. Now this is regular season. Uh, I think Harbaugh has an edge in the fact that they're going to get over there. They're going to capture uh, the focus and the intention. And certainly I think the Ravens need that. We're, we're the Titans. Okay, we'll go about it a different way and, and we'll see what happens. And, and I think that's the Titans uh, MO this year anyway. A lot of smoke and mirrors, and I'll give them credit for, for you know, performances here and there, but the consistency hasn't been there. And yeah, I, I do believe 
uh, that the Ravens will have, um, uh, I, I certainly from a handicapping standpoint, an edge that, that way in the game. And uh, I think the Ravens in this game is going to be better prepared mentally and physically than the Titans will be. That's all I needed, Gil. Pr- principle bet. Principle man bet. Of, we're men of principle. I'm betting it now. You've got to be okay to lose that bet. You're just be okay. men of yes. principle. <laughs> um, by the way, how'd you do in that uh, in that preseason game? Did y'all win after the... Uh... Oh, we, we destroyed them. Really? That was Terrell, yeah, that was Terrell Davis's... Uh, what, he he lit up somebody on a kickoff return. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mike Shanahan. I mean, he, he won the Super Bowl with that 94 San Francisco team. And so he had a lot to prove and... Uh, we went out there and destroyed San Francisco. I, I can't remember the score. It was on ESPN. It was, I think it was the last preseason game we've had in Japan. Yeah. You, uh, in the National Football League. Yeah. I remember Washington played a preseason game once. I think I told this on the air. They asked Steve Spurrier to come up with something special like, hey, what do you say to the people of Osaka? And he couldn't, like, in his stupid brain, he was like, ah, tell them we'll see him in Osaka. That was his big quote. We <laughs> oh, watch this Terrell Davis that. play right now. Oh, wow. man. By the way, Pritch, wow. you, you also, last time you referenced that preseason game, you told us there was a place in Japan we should all go. Would you like to give us a travel oh. tip? Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, Rapungi. Rapungi. Mm. Rapungi. Yeah, absolutely. Here's a good time in Rapungi. Yep. Mike right. Pritchard, don't everybody. Even need to speak the language. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just, just follow. I, I want to say it's the blue line. Uh, it could have been a red light. It might have been a red light. <laughs> but one of those. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe we should leave it at that, Pritch. Um, yeah, okay. We'll right there. Speaking of, speaking of other, like, routines of the NFL week, we saw we, Bears just went into Washington. Short week on the road. And they crush Washington. Like, Washington just wasn't even prepared in this game. We've seen horrible performances on Thursday Night Football. We've seen horrible games. Uh, but Chicago doubles them up 40-20. to 20. Is there anything when going into Thursday games? Obviously, uh, you know, this week it's Kansas City hosting the Broncos. But just generally speaking, as a former, yeah, as a mean, former player, did you are you able to hone in on anything before Thursday Night games are played and say... I don't know. This coach doesn't appear to be someone who handles short weeks better than others. Is there something you anticipate with these games? I think the key word preparation, like you mentioned it right there, Gil. I mean, you think of a Jack Del Rio defense and, and it's been lackluster uh, over the years. And so you're going to tell me uh, in, in a short week and predominantly walkthroughs anyway, uh, that that defense was going to be ready to go. Right. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think absolutely uh, paying attention to history or, or certainly tendencies because tendencies is such a big thing in the National Football League. Uh, and we're in that window now in which teams are going to try to expose tendencies or take advantage of, of certain tendencies, too. So preparation is everything. Um, when you think about these two teams, the Broncos, which that defense stinks right now, right? Uh, and then you got the Kansas City Chiefs that say, look, our offense is not clicking on all cylinders. And yet we have walkthroughs. Like, how are the Broncos going to come up with not only the game plan defensively to slow down or stop Kansas City, but the adjustments too throughout the whole game? Uh, how are we going to do that in a matter of days and also, uh, you know, with a walkthrough? Now, the saving grace, I, I think, for the Broncos is they got a top 10 scoring offense. And I think scoring is is kind of skewed at the top and and everybody's bulked in the middle uh, anyway. But but at least the Broncos can kind of rely on that a little bit, uh, whereas the Chiefs are still trying to figure it out. So divisional games, they're 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 interesting. Uh, they're they're always closer than they certainly appear to be. Uh, and this one's careful. I'd, I'd be careful laying ten and a half on a short week with just walk through practices out there. Uh, and then also you're thinking about preparation and, and how these two teams have 
have performed so far this year. That that line is, is, is a little bit dangerous to me. Real quick, I wish I had asked you this earlier, but we have 30 seconds. Um, yep. Cooper Cup is back, and it feels like Matthew Stafford is intent on feeding him at every corner. Do you do you watch them and say to yourself that that might be a perilous thing ultimately that maybe maybe he ought to look and spread it around a little more? You know what, Gil? I, I think uh, Nakua has been phenomenal, right? But Cooper Cup coming back, I, I think they're just trying to get him introduced to the to the game again. Uh, Stafford should go through his reads. McVay should ha- call a game in which they they stay within you know the lines with this offense, right? They don't want to skew it to just feature Cooper Cup. But I mean, they're, they're, they found a, a weapon out there in Nakua that I think they need to find as, uh, as often as they can on the field. I do too. And I just wonder yeah. if he's feeding his best friend. Uh, Mike, appreciate right. it as always. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Yep, have a great week. Travel tips with Mike Pritchard at MI Pritchard. Rapungi. In Japan. Jason Weingart from under a cloud of smoke on Major League Baseball and whatever else he's betting. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. That's next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude, today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to like you know Lil Durk, and you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you? T- why are you <laughs> telling me see the whole time? <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. I'm tr- still trying to figure out what the, uh, the poetry that, I, uh, that came out of me during the Zen one. I, I have no idea what I did then. You were just a, you were just a true pro, man. Maybe the Zen people should uh, contact me. <laughs> it was that great. There you go. I'm just saying. 
Uh, speaking of uh, things like that, from under a cloud of smoke now in Southern California, you can follow him on Twitter at Spreadopedia. It's Jason Weingarten, everybody. How you doing, Jason? Good morning. How's it going? Doing very well. Have you enjoyed the uh, Major League Baseball postseason thus far, sir? Yeah, you know, uh, it's been pretty fun. The yeah, I wish I wish Baltimore had kind of gone on a little bit more of a run, and you know, the Dodgers just kind of started off bad and didn't get any better so far. But otherwise, it's it's been fun. The I think the the NL the divisional round where eight and 10 on first innings or something. So that's always good. That's always good from a betting perspective, but you're a Dodgers guy. Let's uh, let's not diminish or, you know, diminish your, your thoughts on that. How, how disappointed, by the way, it's the baseball playoffs, right? Nothing is surprising. This happens every year. It's a, it's a small sample size of everything. And uh, this stuff happens, but the Dodgers really man, boy, oh boy, have they looked bad. Mookie Betts is in a slump that extends back postseason slump that extends back to last year. I mean, truly, what is your disappointment level in this thus far? And do you think they can work themselves out of this hole? I mean, the the disappointment stems from the Kershaw first inning for the most part in the sense that, you know, they they, they go through all the pitching problems. You know, every member of their opening day rotation besides Kershaw isn't there anymore. Um, it's just been a mess. <laughs> And Kershaw comes out, gets the ball game one and just puts him in a huge hole. And then you got Bobby Miller game two. And it's just a matter of fact, he's, he's pitching, you know, he's pitched more innings this year than he's ever pitched in his minor league career. So all of a sudden asking him to just carry the load in a playoff game is fairly unrealistic, especially, you know, on the back of what Kershaw did. So you're down, you know, Oh, two, not totally surprising, but it's hard to, you know, expect three straight, Excuse me, three straight wins here. It sure is hard to expect. What do you, what do you think of a game that's the last of the three games today? But do you have a play on it? Dodgers minus one forty road favorites. I do think that the Dodgers have the capability to extend this series. You know, they could even potentially take it five games. But but winning three games in a row is is just not easy any any time of the year. It's it's just not, and especially when when you're you know three games is Lance Lynn probably Kershaw and I don't know, Bobby Miller again, Bobby Miller again. Yeah. It's probably Bobby Miller. It's, it's not so much disappointment, not a knock on the Dodgers per se. Um, It's just sort of a matter of fact where we are this, you know, with baseball, you can only go as far as your starting pitchers will take you in the playoffs and the Dodgers starting pitchers just aren't getting it done. And, you know, you could point the finger at this and that, but matter of fact is they came into the year with seven, eight, nine pitchers deep, and here they are struggling to fill out a rotation, and they're not the only team in this situation. It's just how baseball works sometimes. So yeah. what about it's not the, so much disappointment. What about the flip side of that, the Diamondbacks? The Diamondbacks, one of these teams, where again, I think it was like early September, late August. I don't want to get the uh, the times wrong, but there was a swoon there. And then after that, and since then, they just appear to be... You know, so uh, able to overcome anything, almost as if they're they're so green that the gravitas of all of this isn't even <laughs> hasn't even dawned on them. Right? They seem to be playing loose, no matter the situation in any game. Do you feel like they could be like? Is that the team we're overlooking in all of this? Like, would you bet them to win the pennant or the World Series? 
you know, it's hard right now to bet anybody to win the pennant when when the team starts sort of dwindling down. It's not like there's a ton of value left. Um, but they're, but it's just but they're, sort of, they're long enough, I guess. That's why I seize on them. What, what's the number to win the, the World, 650 World Series? Plus 650 to win the World Series. Maybe not long enough, in your opinion. Not long enough for me. Yeah. I'd rather bet them to win the pennant if I was going to do that. Because, you know, you're going to make money up front winning the pennant. And, you know, necessarily in the World Series, they're going to run into the Rangers or the Astros or maybe even the Twins. But, uh yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I only, only future I have right now that that has any any life in it is a, a Rangers future. So, oh, there you um, go. Okay, I'm circ- circling back to them, I guess. What's your number on them, by the way? I think like eight and a half to one. Eight and a half to one. Okay. Well, let's start with. Let's go to. The, let's go to. Let's do these in reverse order because the Dodgers are seventeen to one to win it all. The Twins are eighteen to one. The Twins are down two to one, as opposed to the Dodgers being down two to zero in their best of five. Uh, it's Joe Ryan on the hill today. And the Twins are are slight minus 120 favorites against Jose Orchidi. Do you have a play on that game? Would you bet the Twins in any fashion, either to come back and win this series at plus 320 or to win the pennant or World Series? I'm on the Astros today. So, there you go. There's um, my answer. Okay. There's your answer. Yeah. Okay. Despite Jose Orchidi's poor numbers, much like with uh, Javier yesterday, it doesn't seem to matter with the Astros. The Astros, someone pointed this out on Twitter yesterday. They're the counter argument to this postseason has to really this format has to change because the Astros doesn't matter year after year after year. They get it done. And here they are on the cusp of advancing the uh, to the ALCS to take on the Rangers. So you are on the Astros in this just because your Don is, is being your Don right now and the rest of them will fall in line. I mean, it's not definitely not hurting. And I think at this point, you, you shouldn't even ever pitch to him in a, in a playoff game. Yeah, but he's amazing. What about the? Yeah, you know, he's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I say he's not the be-all, end-all for the Astros, but he's certainly, you know, he's he's getting the recognition he deserves finally. What about so so the handicap is based on what then in terms of picking the Astros? I guess is what I'm getting at. The price. The price. It's, okay. Plus one twenty. Always the price, um, which is always the pat answer for that. Um, okay. Phillies Braves game two. Um, game three, pardon me. This series is tied up at one apiece. The Braves a minus one twenty favorite. Nola, excuse me, the Phillies a minus one twenty favorite at home. Nola going for the Phils, and uh, with the Braves now, it appears it appears now because we thought it was Elder, but now it appears that it's going to be AJ Smith Sharver going on this one. Has this has this changed in like the last fifteen twenty minutes? Because I think they announced Elder. Oh, unless, they did. They did announce Elder. Just changed. Well, we just got something. We just got something about it, which was how long ago was this? Oh no, you're right. In the last 20 minutes, it has changed. Back to Elder. Okay, so Phillies minus 120. What do you like here? Um, Phillies minus 120. I think if you discount some of the regular season numbers, like if if you discount the regular season records, this number is probably not surprising. Um, once you sort of back in the narrative about how good the Braves are. You're like, the Braves are dogs in this game, you know? But remember, it's one game, and it's still Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and Nick Castellanos, and there's a whole lot of good players over on that Philly side, too. They they have a very expensive roster. Um, they have frontline pitching, and you get another ace today. So you want to win a World Series, these are the games you kind of got to win, the games where your aces are on the mound. Um, I kind of said I'm not sold on the Braves. Doesn't necessarily mean I want to lay 120 on the Phillies, but 
I do see why the Phillies are favored here. Okay, so the Astros are your, are your best play of the day, though, is what you're saying. Yeah, my my bets, obviously, I do. The, I got the first innings today. Like I said, they're all three yeses. So far. Okay, all three yeses. Remember, you got to wait, play them right before first pitch, get a better price. Always key is get the best price, not just to win, but we want to win and get the best price. So, um, yeah, Astros. Then tonight, you know, I, I, I haven't played anything in this Dodgers D-backs game. I might bet the Diamondbacks just so I could feel good if the Dodgers lose. You know, you ever do that? You, you bet like, like you hope the Dodgers <laughs> win. So you take the dog. I love it. It's such a, it's such a gambling psychology. I thing. did that. I did that in yeah. game two, especially the D-backs were plus plus one forty, And I was like, plus one forty versus a rookie pitcher making his first playoff start. He's pitched more innings than any, any uh, year in his minor league career. You're giving me plus 140, and I could be happy now if and when the Dodgers lose. Get shelled in the first inning. I feel great. <laughs> Jason Weigard, everybody. Uh, any, uh, what's your favorite? We only have a minute left. What's your favorite football bet of the weekend? Have you made any football bets? I have not made a single football bet yet this weekend. I hope to. I hope to make several. Um, last weekend was was pretty good, but. How you feeling about- as of this moment? No. Nothing. How you feeling about your Rams? They're laying seven this week against the Cardinals. Any thoughts there? Man, it's it's one of those games where you're like, do I really want to drive to the stadium and watch that this weekend? Um, but, you know, these division games, it's it's not easy to cover a touchdown spread versus a division opponent. Um, no matter how good you are, Rams, Rams have a lot of holes. The O line's not getting it done. Uh, they have a problem with the, the nose tackles out. They just don't have any size on the D line besides uh, Donald. So no good. I don't like it. Don't like it. Okay. Jason, enjoy the games today. Good luck with your bets and whatever you're manipulating with that, with that final one today. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Jason Weingarten at Spreadpedia. Uh, let's talk some betting exchanges. This might not be familiar to uh, to most American bettors, but it ought to be. And in the jurisdiction where it's available, it really absolutely should be. We'll have that discussion with Dean Sisson from Profit Exchange. On the other side, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Splitting bets. Want to know where the money bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way. That Visa is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the D. This is always fun. <clears throat> Pardon me. Pardon me. I had to clear my throat for this. Uh, this gentleman has joined us before, but we like to uh, remind folks, I don't know, once a year, twice a year, that something uh, called betting exchanges exist in this world. Not everywhere, but in certain jurisdictions where they're legal. And to discuss such a thing with us, it's Dean Sisson from Profit Exchange. How you doing, Dean? What's happening? I'm good. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. I, I love that uh, before you came on here, you're like, okay, what should we talk about for a survivor or, or betting exchanges? Are you still alive in Survivor? I am alive. I feel pretty good. In Circa Survivor. In Circa Survivor. I've got the bills left. So... That's your play th- this week. I don't know. Because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, lo- I'm looking at the board week seven, week eight, week nine, week 10. I feel like I could use them in any week. Um, how many did you start with and how many do you have left? Great question. Started with three. 
Yeah. I took one for myself, and then I split one with two friends. I split another with another friend. Those are gone, ironically. And the one I have by myself, I still have a lot. You still so, have. Is yeah. it? Are you chalky to this point, or is it a pretty solid power-rated entry, would you say? I took the Giants week two, and That's that good. has proven to be a good risk. Um, everything else is a little chalk, though. I've <laughs> I mentioned the Bills because that's about my only edge that I have. Oh, so yeah. I need to save them. I don't know. I got to figure out what to do. Week seven, I think, is going to be a bloodbath, but uh, I'm just happy to be alive at this point. Happy to be alive. See, I, I, the ones I had started with five, I ended up with two last week. And because the ones that survived just by chance ended up being the chalky ones, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no point in me taking either Miami or Detroit. Let me try to take the commanders here to develop some kind of you know, uh-huh. power to this entry to these entries. And obviously that's, I'm done. Right. So. Otherwise you're just bleeding out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Okay. So no Miami this week or you already used Miami. I used Miami last week. I'm also a Dolphins fan. So okay. it's a little hard to double down on your own team. That, that, oh, that's that was tough last week for me to take Miami, but okay. um, I will not be on them this week. Okay. But you were like super obsessed with it as, as more than anything that you do. Uh, ex- yeah. Think, think about it every day, you know. I love it. It's, Running an exchange, and you're like, "What am I gonna pick yeah, in Survivor?" Exactly. I've got the Survivor grid up at all times on one monitor. It's like the focal point of my week. We do have some Dolphins news. Oh, what is that? I hate to be the bearer of bad news oh, for no. a fan, but oh, uh, HN to the IR. So a minimum of four games yep. missed for HN. Terrific. Terrific. So Jeff Wilson Jr. will probably get uh, some run now. Yeah, he's supposed imagine. to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, coming back. Ahmed, I don't know what his status is, but I liked him early in the year. Oof, we'll see. IR for HN. Okay. Uh, all right. So exchanges. This is familiar to European betters more than it is to American betters. So let's just do the 101. First of all, where is it available? Well, do you, you are obviously representing Profit Exchange, but there are other exchanges like Score yep. Trade. Where are where are where is it for Profit Exchange? Where is that available? Profit Exchange is just in New Jersey right now. Yeah. Um, we will be expanding into other states next year, but as of right now, we are just in New Jersey. Okay. And certain states around the country have this in other forms. Exchanges are available. Yeah. So Sportrade, our competitor, they're in New Jersey, and then they're in Colorado. Okay. Um, but other than that, it's just us two right now in the market. And for the average person who may not be familiar with exchanges, what exactly is an exchange? How does one place a bet on exchange? Simply put, it is just peer-to-peer wagering. So instead of you betting against the book, uh, whoever it may be makes a line, you are betting against someone else who has made that line, and you are taking their offer. Or what you can do is make an offer on an outcome, and then someone else can take your price, or multiple people can take your price. That is an exchange very simply put. Um, and then, of course, if you're in Colorado, New Jersey, you can only bet on exchanges anywhere else you can't yet. So if I let's just take an example of a uh, let's take a, a typical NFL game on a weekend. Typically, what is the juice laid at an exchange versus in a conventional sports book? Good question. So it uh, converges as the game gets closer to kickoff for an NFL game, for example, um, an hour, three hours before we're seeing minus one oh two on each side as opposed to minus 110. Wow. It's it's awesome. 24 hours out, we're seeing about minus 103s and it, instead it, of minus 110. It cannot be emphasized enough how that over time is just such a much, it's such much more of an advantageous position for betters. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people, um, obviously the customer acquisition game is key in this space, right? And a lot of books are 
paying big players to come on with deposit matches. So they're giving them 10%, 20%. And if you are just using an exchange over time, uh, you will make up that deposit match in just a handful of bets, right? Because you're saving 7 to 9%. If you're taking a, a minus 102, minus 101 bet versus minus 110 over time, right? So, Jeez. yeah. So, I guess, and when did when did this first start? This is over a year now. We launched August 2022. Uh, I'm, I mean, I've been working on this since, uh, <laughs> let's say, May 2018. The so. dawn of time. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, here's the and so there's there's two questions and they're both similar, which is. Has the growth of this exceeded your expectations? Has it matched them? Have, have it, has it been below your expectations? Let's take that one first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to start, it was exceeding my expectations. I think it's caught up to my expectations, I'll say right now. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy with the growth. I mean, we're up 445% year over year. So, I mean, we look pretty good. Um because I remember, uh, I remember the original knock was, oh, it'll never be liquid enough. That wasn't the problem. That's that's long gone. Long gone. That, that, that case study is yeah. thrown out the window. We yeah. are super liquid. There's 30 grand on each side of each game, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's multiple price points out. 30 grand, 30 grand, 30 grand. So, you know, those naysayers are gone. Um, I think it's had less of a viral impact to date than I thought it would, right? Because, mm-hmm. it, you know, to me, it's such an unbelievable product. That's, that's why, you know, we, we put it out there. Um, but I think it's taking time for people to figure out that we're out there. And then also uh, the education battle, right? This is a foreign concept to That's what us it is. Americans right now. Yeah, but it, it is so simple to use, right? Mm-hmm. Is so like It's very intuitive. It doesn't take like, you know, like if Kelly Bidlin walks into the, to the betting exchange uh, into your, into your uh, service, it's very easy for anyone. I'll use him just as a represent, <laughs> representative of everyone else. But this could be me. This could be anybody. I'll use my buddy Tommy in D.C., who's like the perfect any man to do this. It's very like how how long will it be before you feel comfortable with it? Moments. I, I mean, you, you go on the site and it looks and feels like a sports book, right? Like that's the way we designed it for a reason, because we want everyone on the betting spectrum to be on our exchange. Um, it takes people time to figure out that, oh, instead of seeing what I have available on the exchange to take right now, like a sports book, right? You click into a line, you place your bet. Um, you can also request your own price. That takes people a little bit of time to figure out. And there's an, uh, I'll say a learning curve to that and that your bet necessarily won't be matched immediately, like in the next five seconds. But if you wait a few minutes, you will get matched. And if you just have a few minutes of patience, then you save yourself even more money or earn yourself even more money, right? So See, I love that. Yeah. How many times we sit here and you were like, well, I bet it if it was right. nine cents <laughs> shorter or whatever, but I'm going to pass on. No, if Matt. this existed in Nevada, yeah. I would probably do this exclusively. Right. Like, so what do you attribute? I guess this is the sort of, you know, more abstract question of this. Yeah. What do you attribute to the fact that now you're saying it matches? It doesn't exceed your expectations. It matches. I, I may have told this story last time. So when when uh, the Midas algorithm started for in-game betting here at Cantor Gaming back in the day. Yeah. There was a British derivatives trader by the name of Andrew Garud who would come on my podcast and would talk about it. He was a lead developer of it. And he, was, he was like, look, it's going to be m- more. In-game betting is going to be 51% of the handle, just like it is in the UK already. This was like 2010. Mm-hmm. And it, it took a long time for yep. the American sports better to like accept in-game betting. It's not quite at 51% now everywhere. Do you think that it's just the the American sports betters' unfamiliarity or unwillingness to sort of, 
make that leap. It's the lack of, obviously, awareness, too. And then moving forward, I guess the other question is, do you think that changes? Do you think it will explode? I think it will explode, first of all. Um, I've seen a gradual increase month to month um, since we launched. So obviously, that's been great. Like I said, I think we've missed that lack of a, a viral impact to date. Um, the UK did have that uh, back in 2001, 2002. Uh, it was a bit of a different product because people were betting on racing. So I think it was easier for people to see the value prop, right? Like if you're betting on a horse race, there's more VIG in that market, right? You're looking at a 130% overround, whereas the exchange had a 105% overround, right? So the prices were more glaring to people. Um, so I think people are starting to realize, oh, if I keep betting at minus 102 versus minus yeah. 110, like I'm going to make more and more money over time. But, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. So where would they go to do Profit Exchange specifically then? Uh, download it in the App Store, Profit Exchange. We're just live in New Jersey right now. You can also yeah. check us out at ProfitBettingExchange.com. Okay. And there are other exchanges, as Dean mentioned as well. Dean Sisson from a Profit Exchange. For those who uh, like to bet minus 102 in jurisdictions where it's available, New Jersey specifically in this case. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Dean Sisson, everybody. We'll come back. We'll talk some more football. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> A numbers game on VC. 
VSN, the sports betting network. Become a Visa Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosted guests. You also get unlimited access to our Visa.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top Visa experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which Visa expert has the hot hand for Visa Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access. Become a Visa Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19. $19 for your first month at VSN.com slash subscribe. NHL betting guide on the way. Already out there. NBA yeah. betting guide on the way. College basketball. No, the NBA, NHL already out. NBA Col- also out, right? Yeah, college yeah. basketball on its way. College yep. basketball on its way. Wes Reynolds yesterday. We did long shots. Mm-hmm. He was working hard on that college basketball guide. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff. What's your fa- the favorite thing of all the things in the NBA betting guide that you did was what? That I did? Yes. Um, or just in general? Probably, I mean, for me personally, it was the, it was the all-win totals thing. Just going back and crunching those yeah. numbers. And it's, you know, and I don't, maybe I shouldn't have. I, I wish we had more books that posted them. You know what I mean? Because it is, I think there's a lot of value to be had had betting those. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I really wish there was more more posted. But, yeah, I, I mean, Zach and JVT did all the team previews. It's, a, it's just incredible amount of information on every single team. Zach Cohen. Yep. In addition to JVT. Yep. 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 Zach will be doing a lot with us uh, hardwood handicappers throughout the season as well. So there's so much good stuff in there, though. I, it has got you got bets from a bunch of different people too. Matt Brown in there. Matt Humans, I believe, too, with some NBA futures. Nice. Um, that they had. So, yeah, really good stuff. But I always think the, especially if you need to brush up on team information, right? Like our betting guys are some of the best with that stuff. Instead of pulling up five different sites and trying to, you know, gather all this information together. So many of our, so many of our guides, these guys do such a great job just getting everything in one spot. You don't really feel like you need to go many other places. It's really true. It's really true. I know we, there's these, you know, these legacy guides like from Phil Steele and stuff, but the VEASAN betting guides sport by sport are phenomenal. I I mean, the one in, you know, I'll stretch that even further. Like what Wes does with golf every week on the website, his (laughs) his writing written preview for the golf tournaments every week. They're as good as they get in the industry. Like as a golf better myself, and I'm not, I know I'll do a podcast with the guy and I love the guy to death, but like compared to anybody else in the industry, I will take Wes Reynolds up against anybody else. He's the glue that holds the old operation together. Uh, Dean just got me fired up about Survivor, and I'm not even in Survivor. I know. You, know, you could tell he was fired up to talk to you about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I promised, even though I'm out, that I would still talk about it. So can we talk about it a little bit, Survivor? Yeah, of course, sure. So, again, I was saying I, I had five entries to begin with. Denver got, got one entry knocked out week one. Denver got another entry knocked out week two. And then the one that I had, my, my best entry in terms of just a power-rated entry, which I had Washington week one and the Giants week two, got knocked out by Jacksonville week three. So the two I was left with, and I think this is represented now in, in Survivor. Let's get the exact figures. We're talking about Circa Survivor, but maybe this is reflective of the uh, Survivor pool that you're in and you're uh, in your local town, as they like to say. <laughs> uh, there's 1,833 left after the uh, Raiders got, uh, after the, uh, pardon me. Oh, no, I got that wrong because the Packers were out. So there's 1,836 left. In Survivor, 1,836. So you're talking about over 80% out. 1,836 out of 9,267. Again, for comparison, last year, over 88% were out in Survivor. So it's actually a lesser rate than last year. Now, last year, there were 9,000 plus. There were 6,000 plus. But again, the percentage uh, was, was higher of those eliminated last year at this point. The intrinsic value 
uh, of the remaining entries is right around $5,050. $5,050 is how much each of those entries left. Uh, that's their intrinsic value. But also as a, as a sort of wet blanket comment about this, 1,836 remaining entries, pardon me, 1,836 remaining entries is more entries than were in the original Circa Survivor to begin with, where there were like 1,500 plus. So it's still a mess of people. And most of them are like my two remaining ones going into this past week, Chalky McChalkerson. And the reason you know that is because you see what advances from week to week. The Dolphins-Lions this past week. Was it, was it the, the Niners the week before that or the Chiefs the week before that? Whatever. Mm. So it's a lot of people have really chalky entries. And so if your entry is super chalky at this point, who do you, who do you pick? Who do you play? Uh, in this particular week in the National Football League. And the chalkiest of the chalk, if you just want to continue going that way, which, again, I don't recommend because it's not going to get you to the promised land, but the Dolphins would be that team. Um, They're hosting the Carolina Panthers. They're, you know, 14 or 13 and a half point favorites, no matter, you know, depending on where you're you're looking on that. But if you look at the uh, Dolphins schedule, and here's the thing about planning with this stuff, Kelly. Yeah. Because finally, after week three, I decided I'm going to look at, like, and try to plan some stuff. I sure. Did, I right. did the yeah. first at least weeks. a little bit. Yeah. But you look at it, and it just changes. Like, your perspective on everything changes from week to week because before it was, oh, Miami's clearly, they're hosting Carolina and they're hosting the Giants last week. Those are clearly the times to play them. I, I would have saved them in mine because I played Washington, I was like, okay, I'll play Miami hosting Carolina. But now you look at the schedule one week later, and you're like, okay, well, they also host New England, and they also host the Raiders. Yeah, I don't think I'm it's using like, them here. It's like, you don't have to use them here, I guess, because those other teams look suckier than they did before. At least the, the Patriots certainly do. I think the Raiders do, too, with their with their, with their head coach. But I think there's a team that most... Well, well so here, okay. yeah, that's where I was getting at. So then, what also avails itself week to week is stuff that you wouldn't have considered before and then maybe did consider and then didn't. It's like every week you have a different thought on this. It's kind of why we do power ratings. The Rams are touchdown favorites hosting the Cardinals. Drew made a case for the Rams. Would you play the Rams? Because that feels like me playing the Commanders last week. It would be me. That was absolutely where I was going, was with the Rams. I'm not not as confident in this game as Drew is. I, I think everything that he laid out is absolutely accurate. Um, I think I think this Cardinals offense has, has shown that they're no they're no slouch. So yeah. I, I mean, Connor being out hurts a little bit, but this is where I'd go. I think the Rams win. I'm not confident in enough to, to lay seven points yeah. here, but yeah, this is where I'd be going. If the, if the Commodores had won this past week, would I have gone Rams here? Probably. Because, again, I, I would have needed to somehow counter all that chalkiness in weeks one through four of my remaining two entries. Right. So maybe this is better. As someone who's not involved in this, now I can sort of project forward also some of the other things, if you're in circus specifically. So the Detroit-Dallas question, if you will, because they both play on Thanksgiving. There's a Thanksgiving consideration for circus survivor or, uh, entries. And there is a non-zero chance by the, by the time that rolls around, Gil, that we are we are thinking the Lions are a better looking team than the Cowboys. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the thing. So, you know, you can't, obviously, the, in this case, this week, you wouldn't take either the Lions or the, or the Cowboys, but when you project forward, as I did before I was knocked out, my thing was, not only are the Lions and Cowboys the teams that were available for Thanksgiving that you need to save, but the week before Thanksgiving, 
might be a Lions Cowboys week two as week week also. I shouldn't use that. Mm, Right. right? (laughs) So that like in my head, I was already like, well, do I play Detroit twice one week and Dallas twice on Thanksgiving or vice versa? Or do I take Detroit and Dallas one week and Detroit and Dallas if I had two entries left? Right. Which I don't. But so then and obviously Philadelphia this week. Right. Philadelphia is a seven point favorite on the road against the Jets. You want to save them if you get to. Uh, Christmas. So they're not really the circus survivor play either. So the, I think the Rams become much like the commanders were the, oh boy, my entry left. The remaining entry that I have is too chalky. I got to do something at some point. So I'll take the commanders this past week. I get it. They lost. The Rams would be the equivalent of that team this week. I think that's yeah. how if you're interested in managing your entry to get less chalky, I think that's how you play it. Now, some people listening are going to say, you know, inevitably, hey, there's a reason you're out and I'm not. Because I've all I do is chalk McChalkerson, sure, yeah, and I'm going to sure. run my plane into the side of the mountain with chalk <laughs> until everybody else is out. Well, if you want to do that, okay. Uh, one, I don't even know if this is a note. I feel like I'm just rumor express this morning, but... Uh, more another update out of Browns camp where oh God. Deshaun Watson apparently normally talks during the week at this time and nobody can find him. So that's another one. Am I? No, I'm sure. The, I'm sure the team knows where Everybody. he is. Insert, so, insert, insert a joke there. <laughs> media cannot find him and he is not there for his normal press availability. So uh, yeah. I know I said I'm a man of principles earlier when I talked about that Ravens bet. So yeah. sort of, I did a Ravens Niners money line parlay. You did, yeah, yeah. This number is moving. You are, you, it are, is, you are a man of principle, man. Don't it is. <laughs> Thanks, man. It is six and a half now. Pretty much painted Niners, and then it the total is at thirty seven already. This is wild. Yeah, Dean's taking the Bills though. Fourteen point favorites against the Giants. I would have already. I already used the Bills, so I wouldn't have even had that as an option. Yeah, there's also that, right? Like we, me and you, it's easy when we're not in anymore to look at something and be like, "Oh, that's a chalky play." But like, yeah, you, there's a chance you oh, would have no. used them already. No, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to adhere to what I had, and like here, here's what I right. would have done at this point, which I won't be able to do three weeks from now because then it'll be too abstract at that point. Um, good luck to everybody who's still in Survivor. The 1,836 of you, or at least your entries collectively, left in Circus Survivor. Nine point two six seven million dollars on the line. Best Bets is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 